0: hey david
1: that's me what's up
0: get this we went to go use our starbucks card i mean chris's starbucks card but
1: yeah because ours is a completely different card
0: yeah <laughs> it's <a> very different <laughs> <card>. synonymous <laughs> with one or the other and yeah. it said insufficient funds and we're like what the hell like she put like 30 bucks on it the other day she likes her starbucks while she's working that's fine so we go into like the most account women do and Chris's Starbucks card has been in New York, multiple areas of Quebec, New York again. And this has been happening for the last three months. And we haven't noticed it because Chris would just keep throwing money on her card, being like, oh, I guess I'm just doing, using a lot of Starbucks. Um, I will say, though, Starbucks customer service might be the greatest customer service of all time.
1: Oh, really? They helped you out?
0: they're refunding everything giving us a new card all that like everything for the a- last three months anything that wasn't uh spent in our home area Ooh,
1: yeah Guess i'm going to be spending uh my starbucks money in other cities
0: yeah in <laughs> toronto you're just be like haha that's not london i don't <laughs> live in
1: toronto it, you know what's it, not theft though what's that this episode of the scene on screen podcast Favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game—we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene
0: on Screen podcast with your host, Sean and David. Just like that, I'm not sad. I'm happy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast. You've got Sean, and of course, you've got
1: me—the People's Choice
0: the people's no we remove that from you
1: no you just kept you just kept messing it up
0: no you're just
1: the people you're not the people's choice you're just the people (laughs) i am an amalgamation of everybody i'm everybody or i'm every woman that's the song
0: you should probably just start singing period Mm, no You're (laughs) you're the people's songbird yeah songbird of our generation so what's up man
1: Oh, man, today has been quite a day. It's literally, literally pulling teeth. Ha! <laughs> but I'm taking it seriously.
0: I don't have a rim shot, so this is the best you can get.
1: <laughs> literally, yeah. Oral surgery, my friend, it's pulling teeth. Okay, so I, I know I sent you a photo the other day, but to our listeners, something, something special came in the mail the other day that i totally forgot about it's
0: uh, eight inches long it's made of a, a high bend, highly bendable resin
1: no uh well there might it's be a, a little stretch bit of, Armstrong. There, there might be a little bit of resin in there i don't know uh so the other day i get a uh like a delivery notice card in the mail uh angela gives it to me and she's like oh it's, this came for you i'm like oh I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, what is this? Like, what did I order? She's like, it's probably one of those Kickstarters that you forgot about. <laughs> I'm like, oh, very well possible. But uh, I hadn't had any shipping notifications. So I went down to the post office, picked up this box. And I was, I'm, the whole time, I'm like, what did I order? Like, I don't know what the hell this is. And the guy gets the box and he tells me, he's like, oh, it says fragile on it. So, you know, just be careful with it. I'm like, I don't even know what it is. And he's like, well, the... The customs thing says card game on it. And I'm thinking, I didn't order any card games. So I get home, open it up. And yeah, I totally did order <laughs> a card game. Uh, do you remember when we went to, uh, we were visiting Board Game Bliss, I think it was?
0: So this is yeah. what I was going to ask you. But on the premise of me act- asking a dumb question, mm-hmm. I thought that was it was a completely different game. But go on.
1: Oh, okay uh okay so this was months ago like like post lockdown one uh and we were kind of doing some board game runs bro oh, that, was that, was b- that was before that was just lockdown.
0: before that was the weekend of okay
1: no that was before gonna, that was like september jump,
0: we're gonna jump in our time machine Doodle <laughs> That weekend was the first weekend that we wa or uh, not the first weekend that we watched it, because we already both saw the movie once. But we had our first interview with Jay. Uh Chris was already moved out of the apartment and moved into the new apartment. So oh, yeah. we, we, were we at had, your old like, place. This right? was like the last month of my lease. That's you and I right. did business Costco. We did we multiple those, uh, value villages. Like we went on like a 2-day trip and bender.
1: Yeah, that was great. We had so much candy.
0: <laughs> and turkey jerky.
1: Yeah, that stuff was good. So anyway, so uh we were browsing Board Game Bliss and there was this new Star Wars game that I'd never seen before and it was Star Wars Dark Forces Rising. Uh and they wouldn't let me buy it because it the game wasn't released yet someone had put on the shelf but it's essentially the star wars version of uh avengers thanos rising which i'm sure some people might have seen around here uh it's essentially you're a bunch of people or like you're the good guys and you're trying to fight off i guess in the avengers one you're the avengers various and fighting off thanos army Where in this one you are rebels fighting off the imperial uh war machine and so anyway so it was impossible to find this game in north america because in north america uh, fantasy flight games has the license for all star wars board games so what that means is that no other board game company can legally make a star wars board game in north america uh Asmodee, I think it is, is the the main company that bought Fantasy Flight Games and all that stuff. So I'm sure there's some some way around that. But uh, in the UK, Fantasy Flight Games does not have the license for Star Wars stuff. So this is made by the Op or the OP. I'm not sure. And I found a website that was selling this game before for- it was available six no no it's been available since uh end of 2019 i think it was but it's been impossible to get in in uh north america unless you import it right but like the cost of board game bliss was like almost 90 bucks and i did not want to spend that much money on it so i got it for 67 dollars no tax and free shipping which uh is a phenomenal price for a game that is not allowed to be in North America.
0: Well, I guess we should definitely play it.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is actually going to be one of the first, uh, unboxing videos that we're going to upload to our YouTube channel that has been sitting kind of dormant for the last few months. But, uh, I have that, that, uh, I'm going to be doing some unboxing videos and looking at the components and a few other Kickstarter games that have come in, like uh, this one game called Flourish. F- Flourish? Something like that. It's like, uh, you know, pl- plants and flowers and stuff like that. It's made by Starling Games, or the company that made Everdale.
0: Ooh, uh, I like that this game is, a lot.
1: Yeah, so this is one where it's, it's up to seven players. And apparently the time frame... Uh, does not increase per additional player. So I'm really interested in that. And I guess the the concept is you are building your garden of flowers and stuff like that. It was uh, an interesting looking game. It was fairly cheap. So I have that one. So that's going to be up on our YouTubes shortly uh, in the next coming weeks. And yeah, we have that. this whole kind of segued into... (laughs) our YouTube channel uh, announcing so for the
0: third time that we're eventually going to have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, I, I've been trying to get some equipment together because you know, if anyone kind of remembers, uh, Sean or my past, we, we did like TV broadcasting and multimedia stuff and, and well, you know, technology has advanced and things have gotten cheaper, but it's just a matter of kind of getting it. So, uh, I've slowly amassed, a bunch of stuff that I can finally put to use and actually have some decent quality videos for everyone. So uh, we're going to be doing that in the next few weeks.
0: Speaking of things that aren't necessarily on our YouTube channel or TikTok or any of the other content creation things that we've been working on.
1: But might be.
0: Yeah. I don't don't (laughs) know how that would really work with this. Yeah, no idea. By the time we sit down next week to record the podcast, we both will have seen two major things: Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which and
1: Sean's butt.
0: Three major things. <laughs> Quickly on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I don't want to touch on it too too oh, much. Man, that
1: comes out next week, doesn't it?
0: Comes out this Friday.
1: Oh snap!
0: And oh schnapps. The the reality starting to kick in that the show might start on Cap's funeral oh uh, right like
1: yeah but hold up but he goes back in time though doesn't he yeah then he just oh no he, dust. he came he came forward right he spent all of his time back in time with that girl and then came forward and was old man right
0: yeah, yeah. so between that and the justice league or sorry zach snyder's justice league I hope there's some gaming news next week because it might just be an hour to an hour and a half of superheroes.
1: Oh, God.
0: Now, now I will tell you. I am genuinely excited for the opportunity to look at this movie again. The first time it sucked. I went to the movies with my friend. It was about a two and a half hour endeavor. It was awful. It felt very rushed. It felt very pieced together. And Joss Whedon apparently allegedly was a nightmare to deal with, which you find out later.
1: And it felt very widescreen.
0: Yeah, and we've (laughs) we've seen confirmation now that it's a a four by three.
1: One point three, three to one ratio.
0: I might just go find the old tube TV. (laughs) Back in my day, all of our TVs were square. Could you imagine, though, like hooking up a digital receiver and or like your 4K box? Just plugging it into the old RCA adapter to really make her sing. Um, yeah. the other thing that I'm really interested in for it, and it's like I want to know what my my bathroom and snack ratio is going to be. Like oh, in a four this hour
1: could a, this could be a good scientific endeavor.
0: In a four hour time frame, how much am I going to eat or drink? What's the longest movie you've ever been to in a movie theater?
1: In a movie theater,
0: yeah, probably
1: Endgame. That Is one it- was like, that was like three hours and twenty some odd minutes, right?
0: Yeah. Now I also wouldn't count, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League as uh, a long movie.
1: Why it's Without, like four hours? Because
0: it doesn't have a theatrical release. Oh my god. I just typed in list of the longest films. There's a movie here called Arma Ekka Cinema Bonabo, which is also called The Innocence. It's a black and white Bangladesh film that runs 21 hours and it was released in 2019.
1: Uh, you know what we're doing the next time we're hanging out? Not that no yes we are watching that
0: okay so what are these are the longest movies ever most of them are foreign films can i get like a, a a domestic list films released in separate parts infinity war and endgame run for a total of five hours and 30 minutes holy shit Oh, all three Hobbit saga, eight hours and fifty. I don't want to know how much the sagas are. I just want to know how much the Hobbit is in general, because I, I would be very interested to see if it was longer than Endgame. You know.
1: Hmm. Um. So let's let's just touch quickly because we're we're gonna sit down and watch this this movie. In its entirety, maybe we'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, document the snack to drink to movie ratio divided by how many times I have to pause the movie to, uh, expel.
0: Now, how disciplined (laughs) can you be too, right? Like, well, no, it's gotta
1: be natural, right? Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be the point. So, you know, when you're at the movie theater, and you have to pee and you're like shit I got to go pee and I had to find the right point in the movie to go because you can't pause the movie in the movie theater right so I think with this one it has to be to the point of no return right where you have to hold that in till either you you know that there's going to be a lull or you feel sorry like that there's going to be a lull in the story that you're not going to miss anything important yeah or if you wait a second longer You're going to be cleaning up on aisle three, row, seat seven, row G. There's been a few (laughs) movies where
0: I've like, I've struggled to get to the very end.
1: You got to like pinch the.
0: (laughs) Oh, and you're just so uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It feels like literally if, if I were to have a baseball stuck in my bladder. I don't know what that would feel like. I feel like it would be very painful and that's what it was, Would what, what it, what it would be like. So, yeah, I think that's, that's the uh, requirements. It has to be uh, either lol in film or point of self urination.
0: Yeah. Like I, I remember sitting through end game and I was so distracted by the movie that I didn't want it to end. But I also remember sitting through the desolation of Smaug and leaving in the middle because I was like, I'm here with a girl. I really don't care (laughs) about this movie. I'm not a huge Hobbit fan to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I just went to the bathroom and came back. But like, I'll sit through most movies and be like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be over soon. The last Fast and the Furious I went to was the same way. Like, I didn't know when it was going to end. I really couldn't get the proper feeling as to whether or not it was okay for me to go to the washroom, you know?
1: So here's a question for you, though. So you took a girl to the Hobbit movie.
0: I did not take her to the Hobbit movie. Her work took me.
1: Oh, so you went with her and her coworkers.
0: I was a guest, and I didn't even pay for the movie.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. My My question is null and void.
0: What was your question?
1: I was going to say, you took a girl to the movies. Is she still around? No. Well, there you go. It's because of that movie. Anyways, moving on. Uh, The Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. If you guys have seen the trailer, which was there was two popping around for the last few weeks, and it was kind of a big deal. The trailers did look pretty good. You would have noticed that they were very square. And it's 2021 Folks, don't you know it's hip to be square? As her good friend Billy Bob Thornton would say. Um, no, I don't think he said that. That no, was um what's not. his name? Huey Lewis in the news. That's it. Um whatever, both names just fall off the tongue, like a nice beef brisket. Anyways, so there was lots of concerns about why or questions as to why this movie was shot in four by three or a 1.33 to 1 ratio. So apparently Zack Snyder's original vision was for this to be seen in IMAX. Um, and if you guys remember the Christopher Nolan Batman's trilogy, mm. parts of at least the second one, I know for sure, parts of that one were shot in IMAX. So the problem with shooting films in IMAX is that They are very, very big and expensive cameras, and they don't actually record any audio. So Zack Snyder's goal for uh, Justice League was to make this movie viewable on IMAX, and it turns out that a 1.33 to 1, a.k.a. 4 by 3 or square ratio, uh, has the best, um, I guess, transformation or crop to fill an IMAX frame without losing a lot of video picture or having any black bars. Cause if, did you see a uh, dark Knight in uh, IMAX?
0: No, I saw it on release, but it was not IMAX.
1: Okay. So I saw it on IMAX when it first came out and the IMAX shot scenes were full, full, full frame, but everything else had letter, letter boxing. So they had the black bars on the top and bottom. It wasn't really noticeable, but when the scenes did change to uh something shot on IMAX, it was very noticeable. So long story short, Zack Snyder decided to do this f- uh, frame size because it would transition more accurately to a full screen frame on IMAX. Um, but here's the problem
0: doesn't transfer very well to your 65-inch TV in your living room.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a single person is going to be watching this movie on an IMAX screen in their homes. So if and when you find listeners listen to this or watch this movie on your home, uh, either pull out your old 4x3 tube TV or get used to having black bars along the left and right side of your screen. Uh, Some people are very unhappy with this decision because it does look weird. Now, the advantage of having this frame size is that uh, it's not cropped from the top and bottom. So there's actually more vertical space for the picture. So you can see more stuff going on there. But we're so used to like 99% of TV and movies now use the standard Uh, what is it 1.43 or 1.48 to 1 so a 16 by 9 ratio that's what we're used to even if a movie is a slightly different uh ratio you know there still might be some letterboxing on a, a 16 by 9 tv but it's not as obvious as literally watching a square show so i'm just looking at some comments here um Let's see. Yes, the movie is intentionally shown in an awkward aspect ratio. Zach added back the top and bottom of the film that were cut off back in 2017 when converting the IMAX aspect ratio to standard widescreen. So technically, you're seeing more of the movie, but overall, everything's smaller since it doesn't fit your TV quite right. So that sums it up pretty well. Like you're getting more visual um, or sorry, more vertical image yeah and really when you think about it the the horizontal image or in the frame is the exact same it's just squished in right so it looks weird
0: do you know what's gonna be great though when you sit down to watch this movie and do you remember when we were kids and you'd like watch a movie or more specifically an action movie like the born movies the original born movies um James Bond die hard um even star wars to an extent this the the edges on the the verticals always had that kind of like bleed feel to it so like if you were like let's say a speeder was moving you'd have like that that second little bar of light along the black line and it it looked like the tv was kind of like the edges were bleeding a little bit and then when you moved on and you're you're Parents eventually got better TVs when you were younger or growing up. Mm-hmm. You had the option of watching movies in two different aspect ratios, no matter what kind of TV it was. I remember we had like a, it was like a 32 inch JVC TV at the time. Maybe no, it was a 40 inch because it didn't fit our TV unit. Anyways, that was big at the time. Right. So like that's a, that's a yeah. pretty big TV for a a, a living room back in, like the early 2000s, before flat screen was like affordable for everyone. And I remember that if you bought DVDs, and I still have a lot of them today, you'd get two discs. You'd get the full screen and the widescreen version. But if you watch that full screen version, like it fit perfectly, but you'd have the bleeds. If you had the widescreen...
1: They they, they would um, cut crop off the left and right of the film. And then there was something also called pan and scan. So movies that were widescreen or filmed in widescreen but they were cropped for full screen the framing wouldn't work so you'd get a, a scene where with two people talking but they'd be on both sides of the the frame right yeah. and they would actually crop it and during the conversation the the picture would actually like pan over to the other person talking it was like super weird but anyway I started to cut you off but oh no to- no
0: like that was the whole other thing like that bleed sometimes was like the image would be one hundred percent stable, but then, as the camera panned, parts of the image would go off on a little bit of an angle and bleed off the edge and I have a feeling with the the snyder cut we're gonna experience that maybe it depends or like on like the little glow you know
1: it depends on how it was um added together but i I think because this wasn't shot on film uh we might not have that as too much of an issue i just want to read one comment that someone had posted on about this movie uh someone had said essentially morons it's a four (laughs) by three film (laughs) and the response to that was what do you mean morons Mm -hmm. zach snyder is the moron for making a film for imax when people are going to be watching it on tvs who is going to imax theaters Movies should be widescreen because this isn't the 90s and you don't make a movie for IMAX when your customers are going to be watching it on TVs. This is a terrible surprise. I thought Zach was worthy of the hype and now this, which is which is true, right? Like,
0: Oh, he's definitely not wrong or she. I don't. Remember.
1: He's uh, Zack Snyder is getting a lot of flack for this now.
0: Early this reviews, is, though, is saying that he did really well with the film, too. So
1: Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's the problem, though, right? Like the 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 aspect ratio and the way that the movie is presented is so different and so jarring to people because for the last I don't know decade, we've been watching movies and TV shows in a sixteen by nine aspect ratio, right? So to have a movie come out in twenty twenty one, especially a long ass movie, <laughs> four hour movie, um. And it being four by three, there's a lot of people that are kind of thrown off by that. It's not something that we're used to. It's kind of, you know, when you are at a friend's house and they have action smoothing turned on on their TV. Yeah. Kind of makes everything smooth, smooth motion and everything gets that soap opera effect. Right. It's not natural. Like it doesn't even though. Visually, it looks better. You don't have any ghosting of images during high action sequence and fast movements. It doesn't look natural. And that's because for all of eternity, movies have been displayed at 24 frames per second. So when we see something that is displayed at a higher frame rate, it looks weird. Like uh, The Hobbit did that, right? With 120 frames per second, I think it was.
0: Uh yeah, I think in,
1: uh, so. In some theaters. And then also Gemini Man was another one to do that where it was a high frame rate. I think it was uh I don't know if that was 60 frames or 120. I don't know, but it looked weird. And I would say majority of the reviews or comments from people who see these high frame rate movies say that it looks bad and it's because you're not used to it. Um and I think that's the the main problem with the Snyder cut of Justice League is that maybe is is I, I just hope that his decision to keep this in a four by three aspect ratio doesn't actually hinder the overall quality of the product because Justice League 2017 was a steaming pile of crap. And so this movie has been hyped up for some time with all the rumors, right? There's been rumors going around about the Snyder cut cut of Justice League for ever. It feels like a few years now, right? And now that it's here and this one little decision is it's like the big looming dark cloud over what could possibly be a great film that is a watch once and never watch
0: again. Well, I mean so that, that was the first one so we don't know but let let's move this uh this bus along because we haven't seen the movie. We we can speculate all we want but we'll obviously talk about it next week. I'm going to give you a player's choice. Okay? Would you like to talk about something kind of awesome from Microsoft or something typical of EA? <sighs> hmm.
1: This is, uh, let's do the typical EA one, because I think the Microsoft one's going to kind of bleed into EA a little bit as well.
0: Uh, yeah, you know what? You are totally right. <clears throat> so EA, once again, is under fire for their, their card system. Um, surprise, with FIFA surprise. Ultimate Team having a trade scandal. Somebody on the inside was acquiring cards and selling them online through a private account. And essentially giving, like creating himself rare cards and selling them online so people would have a, a huge advantage. Um, so this is affected FIFA Ultimate Team. And these cards are actually being sold on the black market, not eBay, not Amazon, the black market.
1: The dark it is, web. It
0: is now being called EA Gate. Whew. EA can't catch a break, eh?
1: Well, do they really need a break? They'd be nickel and diming their customers for forever. So uh, from my understanding that these in-game items that uh, these people are selling on the black market, they're not really, they don't really give people advantages. They're just very rare. Um, they're the highest level cards. Have, yeah. Right? Like cards or char- like characters or um equipment and stuff like that, but nothing that actually gives any advantage in games. Is that correct? I thought that the
0: So FIFA ultimate team essentially is like um, players, jerseys, um, coaches, and um, stadiums. But the, the items that have been sold on the, the black web or the dark web are icon moment cards, which are like the highest tier level of cards um, in FIFA. Now, what that essentially means is like they're 99 to 100 rated overall gold level players. And they're like the the Lionel Messies of the world. So Cristiano Ronaldo's like they're the biggest players in the game. And they're these like super rare cards. The equivalent in like an NHL or a Madden would be like a, a high end evolution card or a platinum card. Or a legendary card, and those mm-hmm. still sell for like an, an insane amount of money as well. But um, I, I was trying to follow along with this the best that I could, and the I specula- uh, Like, I just want to read a quote from the article. It's like, especially a speculation first started circulating on social media after a professional FIFA player, alias Hectic Jukes, posted a video on his Twitter of him uh, of his match. Wow, I'm sorry. I just read two different lines at the same time. Posted a video on his Twitter of his having matched an FUT player, so a FIFA Ultimate Team player, in possession of all three Icon Moment cards at the same time. He said this is legitimately impossible. Nobody can be that lucky. He could be the luckiest player in the world for having acquired all three coveted cards from loot boxes. So, again, loot boxes the alternative is like buying them in auction. And if you have FIFA coins, you have like, like you can earn FIFA coins through playing games, or you can buy coin purses or packs in order to like participate in auctions. Um, He said the EA employee or an EA employee confirmed that acquiring one of these three icon moment cards would set the buyer back between $897 to one hundred dollars are, sorry, $1,196 USD for a digital card. People are dumb. Yeah, and that's not even talking about like this whole new um, uh, other digital card currency thing that's been going on around the internet. Like, I just I can't believe it. But the fact that people who work for EA are skimming from EA. To try and make money by programming their own cards. Or acquiring access to their own cards. I mean, that's low for anybody, but that's, that's just like, I don't know. I feel like that kind of theft and cheating is just so beyond the gaming community. And obviously people will always cheat to get an edge. Like there's people who will spoof in games. But doesn't this just seem like dirty cheating? I don't know. Because like it's still just cosmetic stuff. No it's like a high-end player it's like play to win or pay to win
1: but what's what's that for though is it it's not like you don't actually
0: so it like helps your overall rating of your ultimate team so when you go play other people online, you'll just destroy them because you have three of the best players in the world
1: yeah but see the stupid thing is is that people are spending money on these things just to hold some sort of ranking in a game that is going to be replaced next year. By the same game, yeah.
0: That's the world, though. Like it's not as dumb as the thing I sent you earlier. For for those who don't know, um, NFTs are sweeping the nation by by storm, and the professional. But Sean, sp- what? what is an NFT? Well, I'm glad you asked, David. They're called non fungible tokens. Opposed to a fungible token, which has a one-to-one-dollar value. A non-fungible token has one-to-whatever-you-decide-the-value is value. Now, what's going on with these NFTs is the exact same thing that's happening with FIFA, Madden, all the Ultimate Team stuff. People are paying an insane amount of money to own digital moments or gifts. GIFs. GIFs. Shut up. (laughs) It's a GIF. Um, It's a hard G. a, a, A jiffy pop. People are paying insane amounts of money to own their pieces of history in digital content. And what the NBA has done is they've capitalized on this by creating something called Top Shots, which sells digital card packs, which have waiting lists to get on, by the way, where you can Purchase well, you enter a lottery to win cards as you're pulling card packs for your chance to earn some of the most iconic moments in NBA history, such as the Kawhi Leonard shot from game seven against Philly, any one of LeBron's insane dunks, just you name it, it's there. And the way it's kind of prioritized is like the lower your serial number, the more value your card's worth. Now, I was watching a sports show the other day and They were pulling these cards. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And the guy was getting really excited. I'm like, okay. So, like, you're buying digital card packs now. You're not even buying, like, cards like when we were kids. And this guy pulled a card that if he sold it, because everything's main condition, the minimum he'd get for it, according to market value, is like it was like $6,500 for a digital card. Because that's what people are paying for right now. Is it ridiculous for a video clip? A video
1: clip. You know, I could, I could download that
0: same video clip for free. So, here's where it gets even more interesting. Oh my god! Grumpy cat.
1: Like the, the actual grumpy cat.
0: 2012 era internet mead. Or meme grumpy cat. (laughs) Internet mead.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Bring me some more internet mead. So my buzz is
0: lightened. All right, continue. (laughs) So, wow. (laughs) Um, NFT uses the currency of ethos, right? That's not, it's not ether, it's ethos, which is the second highest digital currency below Bitcoin. Grumpy Cat was digitally certified, and that digitally certified version of that meme, the original Grumpy Cat, sold for 44.20 ethos, which converted to USD is $83,463.74. For a meme? To, to own Grumpy Cat. The like, meme.
1: does this. Does this person own the rights to that meme now?
0: Yes. On, like, so, <laughs> yeah, this is like a real thing.
1: So, can they, if can they send off out uh, DCMA takedowns anywhere that the Grumpy Cat meme is used?
0: I, I'm guessing they could. If you own it, you own it. But, like, I think the ownership would also have this whole thing being like as of this point forward, because in the case of like Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat is a quote-unquote New York Times best-selling author and had a lifetime Christmas movie. So just because you own the meme for $83,000 doesn't mean you also now own the rights to the movie or the book. You know? Um, mm. o- other popular memes that have sold recently, Bad Luck Brian sold for $36,000. Like,
1: where Where are you buying this stuff from? Not you, but like you, as in you in general. The
0: the, the, the NFT marketplace, apparently. Um, what else sold that's on this list? Um, it's like, so NFTs apparently picked up craze by late, but like, there's a piece of artwork called The First 5,000 Days. It sold for $69 million. A Banksy piece called Moron sold for $394,000 as an NFT token. Elon Musk created a song about nfts like a techno song and sold it as an nft so grimes like sang the song and i think Lindsay lohan might be on it as well but like it's just it's insane that doesn't make any sense
1: this is not what cryptos are supposed to be used for this is, you know what this is, though? This is like the, the evolution of, of, of meme coins, of Dogecoin, garlic Coin, stuff like that.
0: Well, you remember the movie Time, right? With Justin Timberlake. Eventually, money is going to be so worthless because people are paying. What, what was that? The conversion was $83,000 for 44 ethos. One is, what is one ethos worth? Uh
1: well one like it's like well it's <laughs> it's ether ether it's yeah part of the e- Ethereum network one is worth twenty two hundred thirty three dollars Canadian yeah as of as of right now um it that's it it's just ridiculous like oh so there's this website Open which is essentially used for selling like memes. That doesn't make any sense. This is such a stupid.
0: You can now sell your tweets on it too.
1: What a dumb, what a dumb thing. How do I get in on this?
0: Digital art collection from (laughs) people, 3.5 million dollars rick and morty virtual images 2.3 million dollars
1: okay hold on gods unchained is on OpenSea. gods unchained is a free-to-play turn-based competitive trading card game in which cards can be bought and sold on the open sea marketplace players use their collection to build decks of cards and select a god to play with at the start of each match the goal of the game is reduce your opponent's life to zero each deck contains exactly 30 cards on Sea, cards can be sold for fixed price auctioned or sold in bundles. So this is interesting. Hmm. This is like trading cards. But like a, a tangible. So here's the problem, though, It's because it's not an actual tangible good. You're literally just buying a digital image of something. Same thing with those videos. Same things with all the memes. It's not. I don't see any like real value in this. and unless you are only getting in on this to make money now, but David Bitcoin isn't tangible either. Yes, I understand that, but Bitcoin was designed to be a currency in its like inception, conception, whatever. Um, it was designed to be used to exchange Bitcoin for goods and services, and that's what it is. This is just taking that. At, like I said, it's taking the meme coin to a whole new level, but they're adding things to it now.
0: Like, why would you want to buy a meme so people can't use it anymore?
1: It's like, hold on. Like, this card is going for $0. Can I buy it for $0?
0: No, that'll still be like 0.1. Right, like either. Um, let's see. It's called meme economy now, meme economy. Oh, you could buy the Nyan Cat.
1: This is crazy. We gotta talk about something else.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, EA bad. Do you know who good? Microsoft. Microsoft has a bunch of new games coming to you, Xbox Game Pass, including. Outriders, Undertale, Yakuza Six, uh, Marsha Boy, is that yeah? Um, Empire of Sin, which David and I have been back and forth on, and I really hope it's not awful. I'm going to download it to try it. That one's coming out for console and PC. Console, you're also getting ro- um, Star Wars Squadrons, Octopath Traveler, Genesis Noir, um, Deadfire, Superland, and Torchlight Three.
1: So, Deadfire's uh, Pillars of Eternity, t- Pillars of Eternity Two. Uh, so, this was just announced earlier in the week. Yeah, these coming soon, and it's funny because I saw this, and I went to the uh, one of the Reddit threads about this announcement, and the exact same thing that I was thinking was all of the top comments, and that is. Octopath Traveler is coming out on Xbox and PC. This was a Square Enix game that was a Nintendo Switch exclusive up until when? Uh, March 25th. That's when it comes out on Xbox and PC, which is kind of crazy. So nothing is sacred anymore. Uh, I'm interested in Empire of Sin. I'm glad that it's coming out on on game pass. Cause it, I probably will play a little bit and then never touch it again.
0: Hey, squadrons just dropped. Um, I guess it doesn't, it didn't just drop. It drops on the 18th, um, on EA play. They also added, uh, Madden 21, FIFA 21. At this so, point, if you are in the whole debate of like PlayStation versus Xbox, if you buy a Game Pass, there's no doubt in my mind that Xbox is the better investment. Hell, from here for
1: on $120 bucks for the year, is that what it is now? Might be hell. Even if it was $150 for a one year subscription, you know, that is totally worth it. You get more games than you could play in a year and like good stuff. Um, one thing that actually was just announced recently. As well, I don't know if there was an official announcement on their website. Um, I'm just gonna take a look. Oh yeah, it was just announced. Not too like just a few days ago. EA Play is coming to PC for yes. Xbox Game Plus members as well, which was which is huge. So you, now the shitty thing is that you have to install the EA desktop app to be able to do that. But all of those games, part of EA Play, you can access on PC now as well. Actually,
0: not all. Well, there not are, all some, of them, there are some games that don't come over. Like right now, um FIFA's not coming over, which some people find super odd. Is FIFA on?
1: Uh, on PC? Yeah, it is. Well, FIFA twenty is going. Yeah, twenty
0: one's not making it there quite yeah. yet.
1: Well, because they're still making too much money on there.
0: I didn't even realize this, but. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate Perks like you should definitely take the time to like log in and do your thing every day because if you by April 5th you can claim your Rainbow Six Siege dock bite set that's like a whole cosmetic pack you get for free just for being on Game Pass
1: mm-hmm. hmm. they have like sea, sea of Thieves stuff things for Apex Legends I enter all the contests
0: yeah. after I get like once I get enough points I enter contests I don't waste my time I've tried to win a Surface multiple times. Do I need a Surface? One day. One day one day, I will win one because I will never pay for it. But yeah. So either you're going
1: to steal it or you're going to actually legitimately win one.
0: At this point in time, I would just like to lay my, my sword in the sand. I'm not fighting with you guys anymore, PlayStation users. There's no point. Game Pass is the superior product or Game Pass Ultimate is a superior product. And I've talked to numerous Sony users who are now pissed because they have to pay $5.99 a month to have EA play. They have to pay for a shitty PlayStation Plus.
1: They're just going to say PlayStation Plus or not PlayStation
0: Plus. What's the other one called?
1: PlayStation Now. Yeah. Which they like Sony doesn't even advertise that.
0: Sony only has the whole, we have better monthly games for free.
1: If they, yeah, and that's even a stretch as well.
0: I mean, what was Xbox's this week, or this month?
1: I don't know. So, here's the thing. Sony literally needs to take their PlayStation Now and implement it into PlayStation Plus subscription. Make it one full subscription. Sure, increase the price if they want, or allow people to buy a PlayStation Plus slash... uh, PlayStation now subscription together, call it PlayStation ultimate. <laughs> and, you know, just to have something that can potentially compete with game pass. Um, but Sony won't because they're still caught up on the whole, like we have the best exclusives. Well, newsflash, you do not have Zenimax studios anymore. So therefore you are not going to have some of the biggest and greatest upcoming exclusives this generation.
0: Yeah. They, they can't be over for, for, foresee-
1: for the foreseeable future. Right. So they need to do something to entice people, to give them more of their money and they, they're not going to get it just from PlayStation plus free games. You know, the, the last few that they, they gave out um, while there's the PlayStation five one was like called like Mark marque or something like that. It was like some weird, a puzzle first person puzzle game and apparently it was buggy like i played a little bit of it it wasn't the most intriguing thing ever it's one of these like it's like a walking simulator with some puzzle aspects to it it was not the greatest thing and like you know you know what i've been doing on my playstation more than playing the playstation plus games <laughs> watching playing- blu-rays Playing the, <laughs> playing the games that I purchased. Actually, I started playing um, Ghost of Tsushima.
0: Ooh, Ghost of Tsushima! Man, that game Shishima.
1: is that game is phenomenal. I'm I don't know why I waited so long to play it. The slicing and dicing through people with the samurai sword is very very satisfying.
0: Well, I do know the answer. You buy a bunch of games that you don't actually need, and then you play them for like five minutes, and then you're like. Up, I'm done. And that's pretty much your gaming in a nutshell. Am I wrong, people?
1: Whoa, man. This is a podcast, not real talk time, okay? (laughs) Sometimes you got to get things on sale, okay?
0: (laughs) I didn't expect to be roasted on my own podcast.
1: I buy things with the intent to eventually play it. You know, one day when my life is. More in order. I'm getting there. You know, I have a career. Soon I will have a larger home. By soon, I mean like probably in a decade with how the housing market is.
0: But you have a scooter.
1: Man, I... We're just going to get derailed here because the weather has been shit the last week. We get like really nice weather where it's like 14 degrees and it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to ride my scooter tomorrow. And then the next day it's minus... Ten degrees and snow, and then it's like ah oh, shit. And then the next day after that, it's like ten degrees. All the snow melts. I'm like, okay, okay, here we go. I can, I can dig it. And then the following day, it's like minus two degrees and rain. Like it's just stupid. This is stupid, smart weather. So the scooter has been sitting in my hallway, just mocking me. My thirteen dollars scooter. And now I'm all upset. What are we talking about next? You know what? I'm angry. Let's talk about bad things.
0: I don't have the the music for doing bad things, but I
1: didn't do a bad thing, but we're going to talk about the the Razzies, right?
0: Yeah. And we're just going to go over the categories because they're a hilarious b hilarious and c Did I say hilarious because they're hilarious?
1: And this is quite possibly the only movie award show that should matter anymore because they don't give a F about people's feelings
0: so let's start off with the um the worst picture tell stop me if you've seen any of these movies i've seen one of them and it was awful <laughs> 365 days um absolute proof do little fantasy island and music actually i've seen two i've seen two of these movies and I think Doolittle was a huge mistake by Robert Downey Jr. Because he was like, oh, I don't need that Marvel money anymore. And now he's in talks to return as Iron Man somehow. So, yeah. What do you think? Like, I always look at the Razzies as like the best award show because they're the movies that are typically the most compelling to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I know you sent me an image the other day about... uh, Wonder Woman 1984 receiving, I think it was two nominations.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: And I didn't hate Wonder Woman. I thought it was era adjusted for the 1980s. and That's what they tried to pull off. But when you're looking at the worst picture, there were worse movies than this last year. This is just what they came up with. And I always find it funny because... The way it kind of works is nomination ballots are emailed out. Who gets these emails? Is it just like the Academy and everybody's like, oh, hey guys, what movie did you hate the most? Let's can pick you our imagine friends. if it's
1: like, can you imagine if it's like a, like a dark web, you know, underground Academy Oscar thing where they're all just like, okay, well, we have to give all the, this, this movie actually sucked. Why are we, Why did Doolittle get nominated for Best 3D Graphics? Let's nominate them for Worst Picture. You know? Yeah,
0: know. and like, could you imagine if it's just like people sent it, like uh, the nominations are sent out to the Screen Actors Guild and anybody who wants to fill one out can and like Mark Ruffalo sitting there being like, oh man, to- Robert Downey Jr. and I have been in so many good movies together. Like we were in Zodiac, we were in all the Avengers, but you know what? Fuck Doolittle. He writes down <laughs> Doolittle as Worst Picture worse actor. um The comments are pretty funny on this too. So for worst picture, I'd agree. Doolittle was bad. Fantasy Island was worse. And apparently, music—the musical drama created by Sia—is just an absolute gong show of terribleness. Co- coming up I'm, next. Sorry, I'm looking ahead.
1: up this. I'm looking up this uh, 365 days. So I'm like, what is this? And it was apparently a, a Polish. Erotica film, uh, and it like showed on Netflix and all of this stuff. I think it's it's like probably a.
0: Speaking of Polish erotica films, um, it
1: looks like a Polish kind of copy of Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades of Grey. The the poster is hilarious. It's literally uh, a naked woman with. Uh, a hand bra of a, a hairy man behind.
0: <laughs> Are you even remotely like
1: this movie? This movie was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six Razzies.
0: Oh, that's hilarious! Movie I thought was gonna end up on here because I watched like 10 minutes and it was dubbed so badly that I just hated it. Lupin on, uh, or sorry, Lupin. What
1: do you mean it was dubbed? that's it's a, a french it's a french movie
0: yes that's why i'm saying here it was dubbed so poorly in north america that nah, it man. could have gotten a razzie it it's
1: it's in english or it's sorry it's in french on netflix just change the the language probably
0: yes haven't. the english dubbing is awful is what i'm trying to tell you well, why are you watching it with
1: the english dub do you understand french fluently does it have subtitles
0: Does your face have subtitles?
1: (laughs) Seriously, turn the subtitles on.
0: All right. So for for worst picture, I picked Fantasy Island. Fuck it. I haven't seen Fantasy Island.
1: I was intrigued about it. Like it doesn't like it looks bad, but like it looks like one of those bad, good movies though, or good, bad movies. You know how there's those movies like whereas Doolittle just looked bad. Have you seen Absolute Proof? This sounds like it would be a bunch of hillbillies making moonshine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking up the cast of this before I like uh, say the wrong thing. But these Barbie and Kendra movies, there's movies called Barbie and Kendra Storm Area 51, Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King. And the third one on the list was Barbie and Kendra Corona Zombies, Corona Zombies. And Barbie and Kendra Storm Area 51. So I'm just looking at these. Are these pornos?
1: I thought they were like those 3D Barbie f- movies.
0: They're they they're real humans. Oh, really? They're they're actors and actresses who are like tight ty- I think they're like kind of like the Sharknado stuff, but like these girls are really trying to take themselves seriously and they're like, yeah, I'll save the Tiger King. Oh, uh, wow. The oh person who played Barbie is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 pre or post production things. And she's been in a lot of TV episodes of just a bunch of random things. Her vi- her resume goes back to 2015. You know what? Good for her. I'm not talking shit about you anymore. Look at the work you're getting. Getting more work than I am. You are girl number three oh. in Clockwork.
1: This is literally like this. Literally looks like someone's college, you know, final project.
0: I honestly thought it was a porno. <laughs> like literally. legitimately.
1: Barbara, Barbie and Kendra Storm Area Fish One, the official trailer. The first title that shows up is says, The Bimbos Are Back. <laughs> <sighs> this is something that, you know, we have to watch when, like, you need to, like, get drunk and watch this.
0: All right, we'll do oh it. Oh my
1: right. God, this is, looks horrible, but I'm intrigued.
0: Um, it's up against, so, worst director, Charles Band for all three of those movies. Barbara Bilquos for 365 days or 365 days. Steve Gagin for Doolittle. Ron Howard for hillbilly LG and Sia for music. So there's a trend. It's the same movies over and over and over again. Worst actor.
1: Um, What was another good one? So this was uh, the first one that we, we, we could probably skip a few of these, but uh, the, the worst one all the, the, the ones that i have out.
0: left are good yeah like, supporting uh,
1: actor chevy chase arnold schwarzenegger in iron mask as james hook yeah i did not know that he was in this oh man
0: let, let's go over these lists real quick oh then, my it's god fun. it looks hilarious so uh, worst actor when uh was nominated to robert downey jr for Doolittle, mike lindell the my pillow guy in absolute proof he played himself uh michael maroney for 365 days adam sandler for who be halloween and david spade for the wrong missy now hold up
1: who be halloween was chan? hilarious jackie jackie chan is in this movie Will you focus? <laughs> sorry. I'm, you know what? I'm watching this weekend,
0: right? Snyder <laughs> cut.
1: No, I'm watching journey to China.
0: Oh my God. This even, looks you, hilarious. You've, you've gone off the rails to the, the, the point where I'm not even on the same part of the page as you.
1: I know. We're, <laughs> I'm on a completely different continent right now. Yeah. So, okay, sorry.
0: For, so I just went through the worst actor category I don't believe Adam Sandler deserved to be nominated because Hoobie Halloween was funny, and he, I thought he oh, did. Oh, no, that movie was great. Yeah, so I don't care who wins that one. I, I'd feel really bad for Robert Downey Jr. because his career seems to be just flushing down the toilet at the moment. Yeah,
1: but the, the, and, the, and the, the wrong Missy was, was terrible. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was pretty good. Like, David Spade himself is, is not a really good actor. He always kind of had, like... His style, it always seems to be not overacting, but over, I don't know, overreacting. Like, he's just a little too, like, his lines are just, the way that they are uh, delivered just always seems kind of sarcastic, Uh, I guess, if that's the best description. But we watched The Wrong Missy. Uh, last summer, we set. I set up a uh, projector screen in my backyard with my my siblings and ex- extended family that my siblings were married to or dating, and my mother. We watched this, so there was one awkward scene in that. Even though we're all in our like late twenties or early thirties, you know, when you watch a movie and there's like some crazy sex scene and your mother or father is there. It doesn't matter how old you are, it's still awkward, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Kind of I did
1: think that movie was horrible though. No. Like it it was it was entertaining, right? Like it at no point during that movie was I like thinking, uh this is bad, right? Hubie Halloween was pretty good.
0: I, I liked Hubie Halloween. I did too,
1: yeah. For- I Sorry, I had a few beers while watching that one, so maybe that helped. But
0: <laughs> so worst supporting actor, Uh we have Chevy Chase as himself. So obviously the worst, Rudy Giuliani, who clearly had no idea he was in a movie for Borat. Shia LaBeouf in the Tax Collector, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Iron Mask, and Bruce Willis in Breach, Hard Kill, and Survive the Night as Clay Young. He got three nominations in the same category. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrible. The- the-
1: the funny thing is um Bruce Willis's career he's turning into uh like a low budget movie star.
0: But he's still making right? money. Like all
1: of these movies that are coming out like sure they they might have some sort of moderately decent budget to have some decent special effects and the movie doesn't look like a like it was shot on a home camcorder, right? But he's taking all of these like films and you know who did that for a while and they were just all trash Nicholas Cage yeah. right you just pick up any you just pick up anything you can and and I don't know Bruce Willis needs to come back he needs to do like a good movie but I don't think he can I think that ship has sailed he needs to do the seventh sense
0: hmm. <laughs> okay uh, uh this was I, the I, next I, I, Oh. Which one do you want to do? Because I wanna do I wanna keep worst screen combo for like the very Yeah, combo. no,
1: we're gonna do the worst actress. Yeah. Or absolutely. sorry, worst supporting actress.
0: Did we do worst actress? No, we didn't. It's Anne Hathaway was... for The Last Thing He Wanted and The Witches. So she got two nominations there. Katie Holmes for Bram's The Boy Two and The Secret Dare to Dream. Kate Hudson for the movie Music as Kazu. Lauren Lapkiss for the wrong Missy as Missy. And Anna Maria, we're just going to call her Anna Maria S for 365 days. Sekliga? Sure. Dude, I've seen one of these movies. Total. I saw the wrong Missy. So, like, do I have to just pick her because, like, I saw the movie and I didn't see the other movies? Well, yeah
1: maybe the the witches is a new one is that like a remake no it's raw Rawled dolls the witches is a 2020 dark fantasy comedy
0: oh i saw uh, the trailer based for on this. the
1: 1983 novel of the same name and the second feature length adaptation of the movie after the 1990 film of the same name yeah so this is the remake of the witches which everyone Knows and Loves, the one starring Angelica Hewson, my Zetterling, and Rowan Atkinson. Yes, that was a good movie.
0: So do you see this the one, biggest not so much. difference between worst actor and worst a- actress? Worst actor has one mega movie star and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is like in a league of his own. He makes his own movies. He does what he wants. His movies make money. The Worst Actress has two A-listers for sure. Uh, one who's won Oscars. Katie Holmes, which is like a B or a C-lister now. Lauren Lapkus, who's like a D-lister. And then whoever the fuck this Anna Maria chick is. I shouldn't disrespect her like that, but I have no she idea who po- she is. She's
1: Polish, so. but like, She is known for her leading role in the erotic drama film 365 Days.
0: Like, Anne Hathaway is Dana. such a good actress that it's kind of like... Weird to see her on this list,
1: and and I think it's just what the that's the funny thing is like there's movies on these lists that no one knows about, and then there's movies that people have heard of and probably just didn't see, or the movie just bombed, and that's why it's on here. Um, like worst supporting actress, there's Glenn Close, um,
0: also nominated for an Oscar for the same role as Bonnie Mama, Vance, and it's funny because. It was
1: just so ironic, right? She was nominated as worst supporting actress and best supporting actress. Right. Nobody said this had
0: to make sense. Yeah,
1: I know. Uh, Lucy Hale. I don't know whoever the hell that is in fantasy Island, Maggie Q, another person in fantasy Island. And this is my favorite one out of all of this. And I 100% totally agree with this right now. Kristen Wiig. In Wonder Woman 1984, as Barbara Minerva. Minerva? Minerva slash cheetah. Now,
0: I agree with remember, 50% if, of that.
1: If you remember Wonder Woman 1984, they only called her cheetah once in the film at the very end. Once, only once, and never was it ever muttered again.
0: She she was a bad cat but I didn't think Barbara was terrible. Uh no, the character itself
1: I think is not a horrible but that movie had a lot of problems and
0: it's had a lot of whole
1: I, I think near the end when like when Kristen Chris, when Kristen Wig was like good right before she turned to evil in that movie it was it was all right, but she's just not a villain character, right? Like, I don't think she has it in her to portray a villain. So it seemed overly forced and awkward.
0: I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, Lucy Hale is kind of like that household name now that gets like one terrible a horror movie a year. She's been in a lot of like the NATO movies, stuff like that. I believe she's also from like Pretty Little Liars, so she's one of the Pretty Little Liars. Um, uh, but she, she was th- in Scream
1: Four, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Two, oh, Cinderella that one, yeah. Story. Uh, was not in Pretty Little Liars, unless that's a TV show. Is that a it? TV was a TV show? show yeah. Uh, I'm fairly certain
0: she was a Pretty Little Liar.
1: No, what year? What year was that? Um, no, nope. she was in Riverdale. That's what she was in. Lucy oh, Hale, she's just, so she's just a a guest star.
0: She's uh, also yeah. a, no, she was in. She's one of the main characters, and oh yeah, never
1: mind. Pretty Little Liars, right there. She was Arielle
0: Montgomery. Yeah, so <laughs> bite your tongue. Um, I don't, I don't even care who wins this category. I think it would be a disservice to not give it to Kristen wig, but I think she'd also wear it with too much pride. So the first time she ever
1: won an award, huh?
0: Hey, actually, I think she's won some comedy awards before she won for bridesmaids. Um, Glenn close, because I think it'd be super hilarious for her to win the Oscar and the Razzie.
1: Oh, no, no. no. Hold on. Kristen Wiig's awards and nominations.
0: Did she, win uh, for, she uh... was named,
1: she was named one of PETA's sexiest vegetarian celebrities of 2011
0: well there there's an accomplishment.
1: And she's part of Times 2012 list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Okay, here we yeah, she'll she's been nominated for stuff. Um she, she's won a few awards. Zoolander 2, worst supporting actress.
0: Oh, so she's won a Razzie <laughs> before.
1: Um what else? What Gold Derby TV award? Oh, that's for Saturday Night Live. Saturday night, Um, a bunch of nominations. Uh, the Looney Tunes show best female vocal performance in a television series in a supporting role. That's the People's Choice thing, so the People's Choice Awards don't really matter. Um, Bridesmaid best ensemble cast, best woman screenwriter, but nothing for like legitimately for acting or her acting abilities. Nominations 30. Awards won 12, so that's not even a 50% win rate.
0: Come I don't on. think you need to be and have that your game. Um, look at this 2008 through 2012, she won three variety performer awards for Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah, but that's TV stuff. Meh.
0: Um, best movie actress, bridesmaids for the summer movie awards through IGN, so it's still a thing. She also won best gut-wrenching performance from the MTV Movie Awards. That's a, that's a kind of real thing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Women's Film Critics Circle Awards, best screen couple, and best female action hero. Come on, man. The bar is yeah, so low. It's
1: low. Um, worst screen combo.
0: Oh, I, I want to read some of these. You read the first one.
1: This is actually absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Mar- Maria Baklava and Rudy Giuliani.
0: <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Jr. This is the best one. And his utterly unconvincing Welsh accent. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Harrison Ford and that totally fake-looking CGI dog in The Call of the Wild, which apparently that movie was like all right. But yeah, the whole the whole thing is a CGI dog. Maybe Harrison Ford just doesn't like acting with real people and or animals anymore.
0: I don't know. Him walking over Job of the Hut was pretty tough. Oh, yeah, uh, Lauren Lapkus and David Spade for the wrong missy, no joke. Which, there,
1: I don't. I don't know. Like it worked. They're both stupid and awkward people, so
0: they had no chemistry.
1: Well, that's the whole point.
0: Anyways, are you going to do the final one?
1: (laughs) Adam Sandler and his grading simpleton voice, which. Yeah, okay, I kind of I kind of get that.
0: Uh, I'm going to just vote for. I think the wrong Missy's going to win it. Uh,
1: Yeah, maybe. I feel like that's like the most legitimate. Most legitimate uh, nomination.
0: Yeah, I think. The Adam Sandler one is completely unfair based on the character that he was trying to create, plus Hoobie Halloween like connected like there's an Adam Sandler verse, right? like some of the movies obviously don't connect like grown ups and stuff, but
1: yeah the characters it, that, are wor- and I think that's what also made that movie enjoyable is kind of all of the Easter eggs and the connections between his other movies,
0: yeah. Plus, ignoring the fact that he also has or he's already dated Julie Bowen in another movie or two. Mm -hmm. But whatever. Um, And then we got uh, the final category. Yeah. Well, there's
1: two. There's Worst Screenplay.
0: And then Special Governor's Award for the Worst Calendar Year Ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff or Sequel. So we got 365 Days, which is a ripoff of... Grey's Anatomy, no, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Doolittle, Fantasy Island, Hubie Halloween, and Wonder Woman 1984. Now, this could be interesting because, like, some of these movies are legitimately bad, but some of these movies were super hyped up. So, does Wonder Woman 1984 win the worst prequel? Or would it go to that little-known Polish sex film, 365 days. I can't see Hubie Halloween or Fantasy Island winning this. So I think it will be between Doolittle 365 days or Wonder Woman.
0: Hubie Halloween was digi- digitally released uh, by Netflix October 7th, 2020. It was a top stream title for the first two weeks of its release and its third and fourth, or sorry, and its third weekend, third and final weekend, and over Halloween weekend, it placed sixth. So it made Netflix a ton of money for three weeks. That's all it did. It's exactly what it needed to do, right? Like nothing around it. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: and it was literally released as a Halloween movie. Like they release it like a week and a half before Halloween.
0: I would be genuinely shocked that movie after Halloween. True. I would be genuinely shocked if Wonder Woman won. Because I really didn't think it was that bad. Maybe I have a soft spot for Gal Gadot, but I didn't think it was that bad.
1: It it was a one and done kind of movie for me. I have zero desire to ever watch it again.
0: I said that about the Justice League, and now I'm licking my lips going, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's a four-hour, like, recut. The, the movie in comparison could potentially be completely different than the 19 or the 2000, I was going to say 1987 <laughs> Justice League, the 2017 justice league.
0: Yeah. Who knows? And I Nobody. mean, the worst screenplay is the same category as worst movie. So we really don't have to touch on that. The only thing that's different is hillbilly elegy, isn't it? And they've removed absolute proof. And they put all three Barbie and Kendra movies in the category. All these movies were awful. What
1: I love about these is that it's not like the typical award shows where, you know, an actor or director gets nominated for a single product that they've made. Right? Like, the all three Barbie and Kendra movies together as worst screenplay, three separate films are nominated for one award of worst screenplay. Bruce Willis was nominated for worst supporting actor in three films, right? Like that's what makes this so kind of ridiculous and funny is that these awards, they're joke awards, right? They still have their, um, award shows right these actors go to them still and you know it's kind of a legitimate deal and it's it's a joke obviously but uh it's this has been going on forever 41st golden raspberry awards Like crazy
0: that is a crazy crazy amount of badness
1: and, and here's the thing, compared to the previous year, some few notable movies, um, Rambo, Last Blood, Hellboy, the remake, Serenity, um, Glass, oh, Bruce Willis, worst supporting actor in Glass, <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry's movies, John Travolta in any screenplay he accepts, um, more- Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, what? The Razzie, oh, sorry, the Razzie Redeemer Award. Oh, they don't have that this year. The Razzie Redeemer Award is an award presented at the annual Golden Raspberry Awards to a past Razzie nominee or winner who had subsequently become a respected artist and come back from critical or commercial failure. So last year, this is actually pretty interesting. Last year, Eddie Murphy won, or sorry, yeah, Eddie Murphy won. With Dalmite is my name, but the other nominees for that was Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers, Keanu Reeves in John Wick, chapter three, and Toy Story Four. Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems and Will Smith in Aladdin. Um which is funny because Adam Sandler won an award for redeeming himself and then now this year. <laughs> He's nominated again for like a bunch of, for worst, what was it? Worst actor? Yeah. Yeah. Worst actor, worst screenplay, like all this stuff. So.
0: But the Razzies are also for clout and attention and people like, you don't hear a lot of people be like, oh my God, I hate the Razzies. Because Mm -hmm. I think people genuinely like them.
1: Is that, is that weird? Yeah, no, it's, and and that's the thing is because it's more of a lighthearted kind of comedic look at these actors and the things that they make. And you know, I think a big problem with with the Oscars and Emmys and all of these other like Golden Globes, all these other award shows is that all it is is just a hundred percent praise for all of these actors and directors and stuff like that. And sure, like without them, we wouldn't have like ninety percent of our entertainment. But the thing is, is like they're already famous as it is, and it's just a big ego boost for everyone involved. And this award show, these nominations is just kind of like bringing them down a notch because it's like, you know what? Yeah, sure, you were Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. You made some great films, and you are now like one of the richest movie actors in the world. But you still m- made a shitty movie.
0: <laughs> I'm just going through these right now. Do you know how many years Adam Sandler gets nominated for something? Worst actor, read. Adam Sandler, Grown Ups 2, Ashton Kutcher, Jobs as Steve Jobs, Johnny Depp as the Lone Ranger in The Lone Ranger as Tonto. Uh sorry. Uh Worst Screenplay Combo, Jaden Smith and Will Smith on Planet Nepotism in After Earth, the entire cast of Grown Ups 2, the entire cast of movie 43, Lindsay Lohan and Charlie Sheen in Scary Scene, uh Scary Movie 5. Tyler Perry and either Larry the Cable Guy or that worn out wig and dress in a *Medea* Christmas. At least they're funny. Like. True. Oh, they've they've changed. Oh, they've reduced some of the categories as well. I like the screen couple ones though because they're fun. Ooh, Nicolas Cage and anyone sharing the screen with him (laughs) in any of these three 2011 movies. Drive Angry, Season of the Witch, and Trespass. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston or Brooklyn Decker and just go with it. Poor Adam Sandler. How many Razzie nominations does this poor guy have? He must love it. He has to love it.
1: Maybe that's what he's aiming for. Um,
0: Golden Raspberry Awards. Since 1997, he has a worst actor for Bulletproof, The Water... Oh, sorry, Bulletproof and Happy Gilmore, The Waterboy, Big Daddy, Little Nikki, Eight Crazy Nights, Mr. Deeds. He won for Big Daddy. Uh, worst on-screen couple and worst actor, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, and picture. Uh, he won the entire 2012 Razzies with worst, worst actor, actress, prequel, prequel, remake, rip-off, sequel, picture, screen combo, screenplay, Screen ensemble and screen combo with Jack and Jill. Good for you. (laughs) (sighs) That's a lot. Maybe he's a
1: better actor than we think.
0: I think it's just because he yells, come on. And everybody's like, this this guy's an idiot. He cleans up (laughs) at the MTV Movie Awards. Won best fight for his fight with Bob Barker. You know what we should do? I know you and I are planning and uh, we're meticulously coming up with a John Favreau episode, but we should do an Adam Sandler deep dive. Just talk about his his movies for an hour.
1: That's a good idea.
0: That is. That is for another episode of this show. The rise
1: and fall of Adam Sandler.
0: The meteoric rise? rise? He was was
1: pretty popular in the, the 90s, early 2000s, right?
0: Yeah, he's still popular. I will get caught up watching his movies. He's just he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. I like him. But we got to cut it there. That was a lot to digest. Again, check our Instagram, check our Facebook. Eventually check our YouTube. We're going to have some really cool unboxings there. But check us out on all those. Remember, you can no longer subscribe on iTunes. Please follow us. It's the same thing but better. Same same but different. Spotify, you know where we are. Come and see us for um, myself From David. And me. Hey, I was going to say your name. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we hope to catch you guys next time. Peace.